You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. It's been awesome, amen. Just spending time worshiping, hearing on the faithfulness of God. How awesome, amen. Such powerful testimonies. And in all of this, I'm not unaware that even as we are testifying and saying God is awesome, Lisa, hallelujah, just help me welcome her. I'm sorry, I just... (laughs) But you know that's how the Lord just looks at us and he's excited. (laughs) I'm aware that we can testify and we can listen to some testimonies, but I'm still aware that there are people in this place who can have the biggest smiles on their faces but I'm not able to say that I know my Redeemer lives. I'm very much aware that we can appear to be strong. You know, I think there was a meme or something sent to me. Someone said, um, remember to check on your strong friend. Remember to check on your strong friend. Remember to check on that person who looks like she has it all together. Remember to check on that one who looks like everything is going well. Remember to check on the one who is constantly smiling and constantly waving and blowing you kisses and saying to you, it is well. Remember to check on that strong one. And when I got that, I realized that it is far more important to be strong on the inside than to appear to be strong. Now, when we were listening to Elder Edith's testimony, and uh, uh, you wouldn't have guessed, did you know? Did you know she was going through stuff? You would not know. Care to check on someone. My Redeemer lives. (laughs) I want to speak this morning. Yes, I know our theme is my Redeemer lives, but I want to speak on certainty and stability in the night time. Certainty, stability in the night time. <laughs> you know, it's it's been terrible <laughs> lately. We've been hearing about, you know, suicide rates and all of that. <sighs> and my heart has been sore, and I've been broken because sitting in this room are people, and I won't need you to raise your hands, but I know. There are people who have contemplated suicide. There are people who have experienced so much depression that they wonder if they can get out of bed in the morning. There are people who are wondering if this is worth it. 
There are people who have been searching and crying to the place and to the point where they no longer want to search and pray. Now, their only search is an exit plan. Searching for ways to get out of it. I don't want to pretend not to know that someone here is crying. I don't want to pretend that I don't know that someone dragged herself in here but is smiling. That someone is saying, you, I think this marriage is over. And the only thing they are thinking is, how do I let people know in a nice way? How, how can I make it clear that I'm over this man? I'm over this situation. How do I let it, people know? That's the only thing they're thinking now. They've gone beyond trying to make it work. I am not ignorant of the mask we wear. I'm not ignorant of the makeup that is on our faces and the shouting that takes place. Meanwhile, the moment we get home, we're thinking, I've had it. What is it that made a man like Job go through everything he went through? And still stand. And say, I know. Not, I heard. I know. I have personal knowledge. Of the fact that my redeemer, the one who is coming to buy me back. The one who is coming to deliver me from this situation. What is it that caused him to know? Why did Job not end it like his wife recommended? Curse God and die. Have you ever seen situations where you're thinking, maybe it's even better for this person to just go? <laughs> It's like, it's so bad. Dear God, take her. <laughs> what was it? What is this knowing? This knowing comes obviously from the place of intimacy. You cannot know someone you're not intimate with. I look at all the faces here, and there are some people I'm very familiar with. But you know I don't know you. Just like you don't know me. Because we are not what? Intimate. And there's a level you can know, amen. But there are certain people 
that, I mean, you can't know me like my husband will know me. Are you following? And I'm not just talking that level of intimacy. I'm just saying because we spend time. Because I spend enough time and interact to the place where I can guess what he's about to do. And he can guess how I'm going to respond. The reason why Job was able to stand strong, yes, was because he knew God. But it was a knowing that happened before the trial. If you do not know him before your trial, if you do not know him before the night season, the night season is going to send you into a and you're going to struggle to come out of that pit for someone like Habakkuk to say although the fig tree may not blossom although I planted and it's like I'm not seeing anything Although I made the right moves and things are still not adding up. Although I'm praying the right prayers and saying the right things, things are still not looking as they're supposed to look. Things are not adding up. He says, yet will I praise him. You can't just say it. You you can't. This is not about uh, self-confidence, you know. No. There has to be a knowing, a deep knowing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Psalm 46. We're going somewhere because I spent so much time asking the Lord, how could Job say he knows? I spent too much time. I stayed with it. How can anybody, if I think of just the smallest thing happening to any of my children, my heart goes, and I start binding. I'm Satan, you are like any chance, any weapon formed, fashioned against any of them, I can't. I do everything I fight because I can't even imagine. I don't give room. Yet one human being lost ten. And he still came and said, I know. No, I, um, I, I was like, I must know what he knows. I must know why he knows that his redeemer lives. Because I've been through what? The tiniest of things. And I'm like, mm. are you sure? Are you still for me? Are you still with me? But I know. God is my refuge and my strength. A very present help in trouble. Let's keep going. (laughs) Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed. You need to think about this. 
Think about the earth that is being moved from underneath you. You know it is possible for the person beside you to be experiencing an earthquake. You know, if there's an earthquake in this room right now, we will all feel it here. But I'm talking about some earthquakes where it is only you that the earth is moving. He says, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, Though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with swelling, the things that are supposed to be stable are unstable. The mountains that are not supposed to move that I can look at and say, you are still there. How many times have you wondered if when you go to Cape Town, Table Mountain has moved? You don't wonder, you don't think about it. Table Mountain will be there when I come again. But there are certain mountains that begin to move. And I'm talking of the ones that shouldn't even move. The things that are supposed to be stable. The things that are supposed to be immovable, unshakable in your life. And they are beginning to move. He says, though the mountains shake with its swelling, uh uh-huh. Eruption, right? Says, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. The holy place of the tabernacle of the most high. Let's read verse 5. God is in the midst of her. Can someone read with me? She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The Bible says that even though all this is happening, she shall not be moved. What? Why will you not be moved? Why? It's not, you know, we're looking at scripture, we're reading it, and we're like, yeah, 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 that's the word of God. But you know you have been moved many times. You know. So, why will you not be moved? In the night season. Because this is the night season. This is the time when you cannot see as you should see. Amen. Number one, I want us to develop intimacy. I've said that already. So if I can start with saying those that, they that know their God, right? They shall be strong. Number one, please, I beg of you, develop intimacy. Spend time. Spend quality and quantity. If Anele spends one quality hour with me and I don't see her for a year, hmm? and Edith spends 15 minutes with me and I see her every 45 minutes, (laughs) who do you think I'll develop more intimacy with? Amen. I told, um, speak out. Uh-huh. Quantity and quality. So don't tell me, no, I, I spend uh, quality time with God. You need quantity time. You need to tarry 
in his presence. It is in tarrying in his presence that you get to know him. So number one, know him. Be intimate with him because it is that intimacy that will help you in the night time. Number two, I'm not preaching for long because we've done a lot. <laughs> Number two, Annelle started uh, touched on this when she was praying. Number two, I want to speak to us on the health of our heart. Amen. Do you know that when the night time comes or the night season comes and your heart is also in darkness? Woo, the Bible. No, no, well. <laughs> Let me read a scripture. Psalm 16, verse 7. Psalm 16, 7. It says, I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night season. Your heart will instruct you in the night season. Your heart will guide you in the night season. But if your heart is in darkness, you will both fall into the ditch. You and your heart. The Bible says that he will give me, he has given me counsel, my heart. There comes a time in the night time, you are not able to see the way you used to see. You are not able to experience some of the things you need to experience when you're in night time. You are nearly, you are like groping and you're like, how do I get from point A to B? But the Bible says it is your heart that will begin to instruct you, that will begin to guide you. How can your heart guide you when your heart is completely polluted? How are you able... To hear the spirit of the Lord in the night season say to you, this is the way, go this way. <laughs> How is he able to take your hands by through the speakings in your heart and saying, um, turn right, turn right. Go this direction. You may not see because it's night season. Things may be looking a little bit unstable. But he's saying, I can guide you. Your heart. Your heart can show you what to do. Your heart can guide you through the season. Your heart can direct you in the season. Your heart can show you, can counsel you in the season. How can your heart counsel you when your heart is sick? What is the health of your heart? Can you please ask somebody, how's your heart doing? This is not one of those, just speak to your neighbor. You know that you look at them genuinely. How's your heart doing? You need to ask... Because it's the answer to that question that will, kind of will let you know what is happening in their lives, number one. How they are able to maneuver 
and move around in the night season. The night season that you begin to hear the Lord speaking to you. I am with you. I said I will never leave, leave you. I will not forsake you. You cannot hear things like that when your heart is sick. When you are spending all your time feeding on the wrong stuff. Let's look at someone. Just because we can. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. You not sit in the path of sinners. Listen to me. When you read this, just know that is what you know, the, what you're cooking. It is a meal you're preparing. It is the way your heart is being formed. So when you begin to walk in the counsel of the ungodly, sit in the paths of sinners, sit uh, 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 in the seat of the scornful, you are actually making sure that you are poisoning your heart. When you sit, and every time you gather with people, the things you are saying only help to poison you and to make you dark on the inside. Ephesians talked about darkness of heart, blindness of heart, darkness of the mind. He says, blessed are you that you do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, stand on the path of sinners, sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. The Bible talks about he being like a tree planted by rivers of water and all of that. What I'm saying to us this morning is, if we do not take care of our heart, if we do not guard it jealously, if we do not make sure that we are not sitting in compromising situations and positions, then uh, when night time comes, it can guide us, our heart can guide us into the pit. Have you not seen people that have made wrong decisions because they were in the night season? I had, I was speaking to Elder Edith, we're having a, we always have conversations, we're talking. And I was speaking to her and saying, you know, when you are in a terrible position or things are not working out in your life as it's supposed to work and you are frustrated and all of that. If at that time you are not guided right and you decide to make certain decisions just because of your prevailing situation, because of that passing season of night, you make a, a, a decision that will change your entire life. You make a situation that will, it will completely take you off course. Just because you were in the night season, but you did not know how to be counseled. 
by your heart. And as a matter of fact, yes, maybe you were even counseled by your heart. But it wasn't the right counsel because your heart was in darkness. Stability. Certainty. Stability. Certainty. What will make me certain and stable, well-rooted and grounded in the night season? What will cause me not to be moved is also the condition of my heart. The workings of the spirit in my heart. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the last point I want to make, and I might stay a little on that, because we're going to minister to each other. How's that? One of the ways you are able to be stable and to be able to say, I know my Redeemer lives, is when you are able to remember what he has done before. Hallelujah. Remembering, remembering. This is the one thing that if you look through scripture, you will see that it was so important for them to remember what God has done. To remember what he had done for them in the past. Don't be like the children of Israel who sometimes forgot what God did. And he says, they have forgotten. They have forgotten the things that I did. They have forgotten how I rescued them. They have forgotten when they were in a very tight corner. They have forgotten how I parted the Red Sea for them. They have forgotten. They have forgotten when they were hard pressed on every side, but they didn't get broken because I was right there. They have forgotten. Says so You need to remember. You need to remember. It is so important for us. Let's read Joshua chapter 4 from verse 1. The importance of us remembering. I want to say something to us. I mean, this was on my heart so strong. When you are with your sister, learn how to remind that person about the goodness of God. Let it be in your conversation. When you are sitting with your sister, sitting, gathered together, let your gathering be talking about the things the Lord has done. The more you talk about it, the more established and rooted you are. I realize that sometimes when you're going through stuff and you're speaking to someone, sometimes you don't even want counsel. Hello? Yeah, I know. There's sometimes you just say, I just want someone to listen to me. Is that right? Uh, Listening to you doesn't really solve it, but it's good. We can listen to you. But if I'm able to say to you, 
I remember. Do you remember four years ago? And it's a completely different situation, but you can bring that in. Do you remember when you were in this position and God came through for you? Last minute, when it looked like all hell was breaking loose, when you had no one to turn to, no one to look to, and suddenly, do you remember? This is her testimony. When it was like, where do I go? Everyone has turned me down. Do you remember? When we sit with each other, can we have a conversation? Can we talk? Can we encourage each other? Can we not just talk about irrelevant things? When someone is saying, I just want someone to listen to me. Say, I'm listening to you. But I I remember. But I, I remember. I remember. I remember what God did two years ago. Oh, pastor, I remember when you were sharing this testimony. I remember. Are you following me? When you begin to remember what God has done, it will make you stable. And it shall come to pass when all the people have completely crossed the Jordan that the Lord spoke to Joshua saying, take for yourselves 12 men from the people, one man from each tribe, and command them saying, take for yourselves 12 stones from here, out of the midst of the Jordan, from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. You shall carry them over with you and leave them there in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the 12 men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, cross over before the ark of the Lord your God into the midst of the Jordan. And each of you take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of tribes of the children of Israel. Hold on. He says, each of you take up a stone. And he says, take it on your shoulder. So I'm assuming it wasn't a pebble. I'm assuming it was a stone that they needed to put on their shoulder. A stone that when they place it, let's finish reading. Hold on. I'll get there. And that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come, saying, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall answer them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the, of the Jordan were cut off and these stones shall be a memorial to the children of Israel forever. You need to set up a memorial that is so visible that people are able to ask, what does this mean? Unfortunately, sometimes our memorials are forgettable. Because you, you, you know it's a pebble. You don't want to make the effort. You know what it was like to carry that and continue to cross. It tells me that remembrance memorial is 
key to your stability. It is key to you able to look. So when you have a memorial, when you have something that is standing that has reminded you of what the Lord has done and a situation arises, all you need to do is cast your gaze. All you need to do is look on that side and say, I, re- I remember. I remember. When even your children can look at what the Lord did in your life because of your memorial. And that memorial might be you speaking about it all the time. You know, sometimes we share certain testimonies. I'll say, oh, ah, there was a time this was happening and this, uh, you know, and God did this in my life. And people are like, I've heard that story before. You've heard, Pastor, there there are things he repeats, right? Testimonies, stories he repeats, and you can repeat it with him. It's okay, repeat it with him. Say it as many times. It's okay. It's a memorial. In the night time, you will be guided by your heart You'll be guided by what you remember. If there is nothing you take from this meeting, take the fact that when you are in the nighttime, when you cannot see, remember what he did in the past. When you can cast your mind back and check what he did before. You'll be able to navigate that path. I'm speaking to someone here this morning who is saying, I don't know how to say my Redeemer lives. Because it's not as if he's responding to me. You know, I just feel like "Mm, he's not really there. It's not his fault. It is you and it is I. The one who is able to buy us back, buy back our captivity, our slavery, restore us is right here. But when we are in the nighttime, sometimes we don't remember. You all know the story of Ruth. I'm not even going there because I I don't think there's any women's ministry that they haven't preached on Ruth. (laughs) But if you think of that woman, And you think of her life. And you see her going and gleaning after the reapers in Boaz's place. And she's there going behind them, taking whatever is dropped, whatever is left behind. Until guess who showed up? Her redeemer, Kingsman. (laughs) You see, when we think about that, we only think, ah, my Boaz must appear. In the name of Jesus. Forget about that Boaz. Your redeemer. Almighty God. Is the one you need to show up. She went from gleaning behind the reapers. To owning the place. To telling them how to go about it. I can never forget a testimony by Pastor Grace. And you probably have heard her share it before, where 
the, the land that they built on, the, the, where they have their property right now, long ago, many years back, when they were younger, they used to go there, herself and her sisters, to fetch water. And when they go with their buckets to fetch water, they would shoo them and drive them like dogs. Get out of here. Get. And every time they go there, when no one is looking, they're able to. But the moment someone is coming, they run with their bucket. For a long time, they were shooing them and driving them away. Not realizing that she was the owner of the land. The very land where she was being driven away from is the land where they built the church. It is the very place that they own as a church. When your redeemer shows up, when you can declare, I know in the midst of this, as you are chasing me, as you are making me feel like a nobody, as you treat me like I'm a dog, I know my Redeemer lives. When you look at Habakkuk 3, which I've read already, from verse 1, you begin to see. He begins to talk about the things. That is the remembrance. He remembers the things the Lord had done done before. Remember the things he had done in Egypt, the things he had done in Gibeon, the things he had done. He was remembering it. And even though they were in Babylon, even though they were in captivity, even though they were in the night time, in the night season, he could think, I remember. And it is based on his remembrance. Based on the fact that he could cast his mind back to the things the Lord did. That's when he could say, although the fig tree may not blossom. He didn't just say it for no reason. He went back, he thought about it and he says, even if this does not happen, I know I will yet praise him because he will set my feet in my high places. One minute, the tree is not blossoming. One minute, your cattle, nothing is happening. Things are dying around you. One minute, everything you plant, farming, dying, drying out, not producing. And yet you can say, I have put in so much effort. I know how many times I've sent my CV in, but all of this happening. One minute, all that can be happening. You cast your mind back. And you cast your mind back and you say, I remember when the Lord did that. I remember the day on the 4th of August 2018. I was listening to a testimony. And if God did it for her, he is able to do it for me. I remember. I remember. I remember, and because I remember, I encourage myself, and I praise him. And when I praise him, he will set my feet on my high places. I remember. What will make me certain, what will make me stable, 
is the fact that I remember what he has done before. Is the fact that I know that he doesn't change. That he remains the same. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm talking to someone this morning. I'm talking to someone this morning. I'm talking to that person who the enemy has been telling lies to, who has been contemplating and making moves that are contrary to destiny, who has been making decisions based on the night season. You don't want to find yourself on the wrong side of the room when the light comes back on. Because morning is coming. Weeping may endure for the night. Joy comes in the morning. If while you are weeping, you make the wrong decisions, when morning comes, instead of you to be joyful, you extend your weeping. Remember what he has done. Can you talk to the Lord for a minute? Can you just bless his name? This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.